an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash Welcome back, episode 36 of the Talking Games podcast with your host, the Major. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This- hey, how you doing? Uh, I could be all better, I could be all right. Uh, there's a lot of work going on, I'm not sleeping very well, it's a long week. Uh, but other than that, I'm great. Uh, just hoping for a day off very soon, hopefully. Uh, right. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquiry.com. We do have a new media tab. Uh, there is a whole load of videos on there. We upload every single YouTube video, uh, game trailer, live stream. You can watch them all on there, ad-free, for free. You don't need an account to go click. Uh, there's a load of articles up currently right now that hasn't been shared to the socials, so if you haven't seen them already, go look. And there's a couple of new videos on our YouTube channel, uh, including top five Halloween games to play this Halloween, uh, in as well as a video from Callum. Happy Halloween to you all, though. Uh, hopefully you're eating yourself silly today. Uh, don't go be in the pain in the butt, though. Uh, but other than that, thank you, everybody, for joining us. First bit of news this week, though. Facebook has changed officially their company name to Meta. Uh, they have announced this on Thursday at the Facebook Augmented and Virtual Reality Conference. Uh, the company name is changing, not the website. Don't worry too much. Uh, they are trying to launch their own Metaverse. Uh, they did also announce that the... Uh, they are bringing out a GTA San Andreas VR version for the Oculus Quest 2, uh, which is kind of weird considering this San Andreas, even though it's the best game, it's, they're going to have to redo it uh, for first person in VR. Uh, obviously, we know that when the games are coming out, it's November 5th for San Andreas on Xbox Game Pass. GTA 3 is going to be releasing December 7th uh, on PlayStation Now. Uh, no official release date, obviously. For uh, San Andreas, though, uh, coming to VR, but it is only announced. Uh, Dr. Dre, though, has been announced confirmed he's making new music, and it could possibly be for GTA 6. Uh, Snoop Dogg uh, announced on Twitter uh, he knows that Dr. Dre is making some music for the next GTA game. Uh, there is obviously speculation on whether this will be a GTA Online update, considering he was in the last one uh, for about three seconds, um, but he is featured in this game so he could possibly be making some new music Uh, we do know that next gta 6 will be based in vice city uh, which is a spin-off of miami Uh, he said snoop dogg said dr is working on a new soundtrack although it's not entirely clear which one is an upcoming gta game uh which will be very cool hopefully they're going to bring dr dre in as a character at some point because we know he's in the universe we know he's in the gta universe hopefully uh, speaking of Rockstar, so Xbox are reportedly developing an RPG based around Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> really? That's insane. That wow. that include RSA, Ghostface, Method Man. Uh, it could also include, correct me if I'm wrong, Method Man and uh, Red Man. Red, was Red Man in um, Wu-Tang? He wasn't, was he? Oh, God. Oh, I can't remember. I don't think he is. I can't, I'm, I'm thinking it might have been, but it's, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Windows, though, was pulled, reinforced by Games Beat Jeff Grubb. He is. Video. Sorry? He says he is. There's a debate. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he said his video he, shows he, he has plenty of He says he's uh, 11th member. Mm. Yeah. And then Ridza, he says... Um, 
he talks about his status. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know Method Man and Ghostface are both in this. The game is apparently going to be codenamed yeah. Shaolin. Uh, it's permanently in development of Brass Lion Entertainment, which is a new studio. Uh, yeah. They are studios founded by Manveer Hare, who you guys remember was the idiot uh, that started talking about Mass Effect. They used to work on Mass Effect 3, um, and he was basically slagging off you know, everybody left, right, and centre. Uh, if I'm going to find quickly some of the stuff but this guy said, because Manveer Harry is one of the worst people in the industry, by yeah. a long way. Considering this guy was on Mass Effect 3, and that game obviously was one of the best, he did come out and say, uh, he's an outspoken figure. Uh, he's probably only been the subject of controversy due to his comments on sensitive issues. He left Bioware, uh, since he's gone out on his own and set up an independent gaming studio, which is obviously Black Line. Uh, he spoke about the lack of diversity of Bioware. Uh, he discussed racial problems. Uh, ranging from sexual assault allegations he received to racial abuse. Uh, he is known also for making extremely racist comments about white people. Uh, he's known for his racial statements uh, regarding the company's management. Uh, and the community even went as far as initiating petitions to remove him from EA. Uh, he's originally featured in Waypoint's podcast, uh, described by Gamma Sutra. He said, I wasn't the only one. There were other people. There were other white people, white men who spoke up. There's a lot of really good people inside of Bioware spoke up on this stuff. This is what happened. You have an homogenous leadership. The leadership of Mass Effect Andromeda was all white men. He continued speaking up as part of his job. Uh, he said he had to become the loud guy. Uh, he is a blithering racist, though, to white people. He does not like white people one little bit. Um, there was uh, a number of uh, news articles that were calling him a racist, uh, there's obviously one here, a white person, I'm going to read some of the tweets that he put, a white person being called racist is the closest they'll ever be get to being called the N-word, it upsets them so much. Uh, another one, if Hollywood was going to whitewash stories with white actors playing non-white roles, those actors should only be credited as honky magoo. Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, he also wrote, I've followed too many white dudes, so if you get cold, tough crap, uh, blame the dominance of your species, race, gender. Uh, he wrote, oh boy, I can't wait to hear what white women end up on the $10 bill. I'm thinking Betsy Ross, white folks love her flag-making ass. Person being called wetback is the closest they'll get to being called racist. It upsets them. It's, there's a lot of like really disgusting racist comments he's made here. About people of all races, really, but it's more affected at white people. He said, yes, black people, tell me more about how race works. I'll just sit here and listen attentively. A uh, black woman can live underground for 15 years, and when she emerges, she'll still be black. That's all you really need to make it in this world. That's appalling. What the hell? That is bad. Uh, another one, I got 99 problems, but worrying that Arabs think I'm racist against Arabs ain't one hit me. Uh, wow. There's a lot of racist stuff this guy's come out with. Uh, wow. He's not a very nice person, but apparently he's making a game about uh, Wu-Tang. Uh, right. The game obviously be fake melee combat. Uh, I'll leave it up to you guys whether you actually want to play this and buy this game because I personally don't think he deserves that money. Uh, it's not something I'll be picking up or covering, that's for certain. Uh, he said, Don't expect to hear too much about the game in the near future. He tweeted last month the studio is looking for a game designer to work on an announced project. Uh, the game Shaolin Code Name is likely reference obviously to the frequent theme of Shaolin versus Wu Tang martial arts. 
uh, original members of ODB and Arisa similarly adopted the group name from the 1983 move, movie Shaolin and Wu-Tang. Uh, so the, you can expect to see ninjas and that sort of thing in this game. If it ever does come out, personally, I wouldn't want to see it considering what this guy's like. Uh, I'll a thing before we move on to a break. Halo Infinite's Craig meme uh, gave 343 more time to perfect the brutes. Uh, you're a massive fan of Halo, though, aren't you? I am. What was that? Say that again about Halo? Uh, the Craig meme apparently gave 343 more time to perfect the brutes. Well, Where's it coming out now? I don't know. Um, did you watch the trailer? Did you watch the live stream? What did you think? I thought it was... Um, it wasn't leaps and bounds better, but it's better. Yeah. I mean, did you think the story looked compelling? Was something that was better than the last one? You can't tell. You, you need to play the game. But the thing is that... Um, I think um, with time, just mm. like the other Halos, it'll... Once they master the hardware, it'll look amazing. Yeah. The story will obviously be the same, but um they are making it as a game that will grow with the hardware. Yeah. yeah? I mean they, they are so, saying they are being inspired by Halo Three and Reach. Is that a good thing yeah. or I think? It's it's good because those are fan favorites, yeah. So <laughs> people want um gameplay. Uh I'm not sure about the open world because I just hope <laughs> fall into far cry territory yeah mm, or shall yeah. i say ubisoft territory yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it suffers open world syndrome yeah? yeah and they milk it um and then i don't want it going like destiny either yeah, yeah. i want it i mean there, be... there's a lot of controversy at the moment around bungie unfortunately we don't have time to cover that in this week's episode but essentially bungie have taken a load of free content out and put it behind a paywall right. um and oh. ubisoft as as far as uh, Shinobi just mentioned um, they've all of their online or even even their open world games are all exactly the same format yeah yeah that's all why based. we call it open world syndrome yeah and uh, Days Gone suffered from that as well yes, yeah so a lot of them they copy each other and they just use the same formula which mm. is why I was really surprised by Breath of the Wild yeah the way they did that they innovated yeah. yeah, I mean, there, I, there's I, a number of open world games that are really good, like Resident, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's one. brilliant. Yeah, but um, then again, hold on one minute, that's still like GTA, isn't it? Yeah. Not so. not quite. It's not quite like GTA. I mean, it's it's essentially set in southern, I think it's southern Texas. No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing about the game engine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all this made on Rockstar's engine, yeah. But the game, yeah. the game is as far as as a as a standalone open world game, it is far exceeding what GTA is. Well, here's my thing, yeah. You go from one location to the other locations. There's these templates on each yeah. type of location, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have one mission where you got to breach a base, but then you've got the same mission, exactly the same, repeated throughout the game. Yeah, then you've got another mission where you've got to uh, do something, go to this point and collect something and retrieve it. So then you all do that. And then how they get that, of- that is GTA to a T, but not so much with Red Dead. Uh, I'm replaying Red Dead right now. Uh, I've done uh, several bank jobs, I've robbed a train, robbed a stagecoach, uh, I've done uh, had bar fights and stuff. I mean, Red Dead is. Probably the pinnacle and the best. 
no, possibly it is. I've got, I've got it. But you take yeah. out the story. You take out the video. Yeah. You take out the story. You take out the video. What have you got? You still this got a very where, good Western. It's still very good. Yeah, but this is where Nintendo cool. smashed it. Yeah. Mm. In that you got a physics engine. Everything's random, and it's like some the whole world is something to play with. Do you understand? It's alive. And it relies less on story, whereas the other ones are built. I mean, they're built on story. Yeah. So basically, you know, if the best way to test something like this is take out what would it be like without the story? So I'm hoping that with Halo, you know, one thing about Halo, that game is playable. Yeah. You can skip the cutscenes of it's just playable. Yeah. And what matters is playability. Yeah, and um, I mean, to, to me, it's replayability, though. To me, yeah, that, yeah. I mean that as well. I mean that's that's the main thing as well, and that's something they've been good with with the previous games. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the same with Gears of War, the same with uh, most of the first party titles. They have heavy replayability because they don't rely too much on video and um, you know cutscenes and that. Yeah. Yeah. But. What it is, when it comes to, like, you just have to imagine the game without any uh, cutscenes, without yeah. any story, yeah? If you could, if that's still playable, that's a wicked game. That's a, that's a top game, yeah? So I'm hoping, well, I've got a feeling it'll be good because they're going to have the gameplay mechanics in there, yeah? But it will grow. But one thing Microsoft's good at is listening to their fans. They're good at listening to the gamers. They actively go out and question their gamers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, I, I get questionnaires all the time from them asking me what I thought of this and that and games yeah. I've downloaded, what was my opinion, what I liked, what I didn't like. I get them all the time. And you will do because I'm an Xbox ambassador, so I get them frequently, as many other ambassadors do as well. I mean, the thing that, I, that issues with me is that people don't know how to do an open world game anymore. Because no. of the fact they've taken seem what's been successful Nintendo. 20 years ago and still trying to do that. I mean, yeah, yeah, Nintendo's absolutely broke, like, not only just broke records, but they completely broke the genre by doing what they did. And the game is absolutely massive and it's different and it's new. And and they, broke, they broke out of the genre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, no, they, I mean, they broke the foundation of the genre because everything that's come before... Uh, Breath of the Wild in a good way. was pretty much, yeah, in a good way. It's pretty much exactly the same. They yeah. changed how an open world game could be could be done, how it could be perceived. Ideas of uh, of story, not just storytelling, but you know how far you got to go, where can you collect stuff. I mean, usually with open world games, you do one mission, and then the next mission you're given a thing to do the next mission, and it's always linear and it's always in like a set pattern. But with Breath of the Wild, I just found myself, I was like, I'm struggling, I need something to get, I need a better weapon, where do I get a better weapon from? And I had absolutely no idea, so I had to go looking for missions to do, and they wasn't explained. I mean, that is the basis what an open world game should be, is that you shouldn't be handled by the hand, because it's open world, you should be free to do what you want. But you should be free to, I mean, it should be worth exploring. Yeah, it, it definitely I mean, is. Every corner, is. every corner in that game is different. Yeah. I, I played hundreds of hours only to realise where I started, just round the corner, there's an, there was an area that I didn't explore. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, thought, you're, wow. co- you're constantly find stuff in there. I've been, I, I, I haven't got breath in a while now. I used to have it when I had a Wii U. Yeah. And I had spent hours looking for stuff. Hours and hours and hours. And I, just, I still, I didn't even get halfway across the map. That's yeah, how big mass- that game is. It, and it's not giving enough credit for being one for being that big um but anyway back to this story uh craig as you know uh, as the name the community gave to a brute the feature in the halo infinite's first campaign reveal uh which was subject of a bit of ridicule uh, due to the quality of the graphics uh the discussing the character designs excuse me uh dick also noted the team is looking back to the bungee halo games uh, to influence its art direction uh, he said he wanted to get back to the legacy designs that made halo characters iconic uh, we use elites as an example. Halo 4 and 5, the elites were big and bulky. Uh, Halo Infinite is looking to the past in the name of being a spiritual reboot. Uh, it's also several new enemy ideas of its own, one of which is the Skimmer, which is a new Covenant troop. Uh, of the new enemies they've revealed in the campaign overview, uh, they're a mid-tier combatant, sort of the level with the Jackals and higher-tier Grunts. Uh, the Skimmer isn't a full-flying enemy, but does have horror packs. Uh, which also provide unique challenges and opportunities to the player while on foot or in a vehicle, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I'm wondering whether we're actually going to get one of these hover packs ourselves, but we could take it off and put it on, which would be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if, if the enemies could do it, I mean, you could pick up their weapons, so why can't you pick up their jetpack, you know? I like, I like um, when weapons break as well. Yeah. I mean that's, that's that really changes cool. that changes the dynamic because mm. you could be overconfident suddenly it breaks and you think oh no yeah, okay. <laughs> what do I do I'm gonna run <laughs> I mean that's yeah. the really great thing with Halo though is that you could be coming around you could be absolutely destroying everything and then suddenly one of those little ones go runs around the corner and shoots you one bullet and you're dead oh that yeah. I, I I I hate that when that happens but at the same time I love it because it proves that. You're not as good as you think you are with this game. This game will try and beat you one way or another. I love the and it's so that. diverse as well. I love the set pieces and that it's like a proper war zone. Yeah, it is. It is. So we're going to jump into deals of the week with Shinobi. No canon this week. Uh, obviously, Halloween is a lot of deals. What have you got for us, Shinobi? Okay, we've got a ton of um, stuff on uh, all the three eShops, which I'm going to go through quickly. Uh, you got Silent Hill HD Collection on the uh, which is a 360 version, and that's on the Xbox Store for six pounds twenty-four. You've got Resident Evil Four for six pounds thirty-nine, um, and you've got Resident Evil Three Remake, which is sixteen forty-nine, and Resident Evil Two, which is fourteen thirty-nine. But you can get both of them in the Raccoon City Edition for twenty-six thirty-nine. Titanfall. Six pound twenty-four Castlevania anniversary three ninety-nine. Just have a look on the store. I mean, look at this Resident Evil Five. All the Resident Evil games are on sale. There's a huge Capcom sale. Uh, there's a huge Castlevania sale as well, and that's on the Xbox Store. So you can just go through that. They've got a ton of games on sale. And now moving on to the PlayStation Store. Again, you've got a Capcom sale of uh, their Resident Evil games. Uh, similarly to the Xbox, uh, and also Biomutant is reduced from $54.99 to £35.74. Uh, Doom Deluxe Eternal Deluxe Edition, £26, uh, and the normal Doom is 
probably is cheaper, but I'd have to look that up. You can have a look on the store for that. Um, and you got uh, Daisy has dropped to twenty six ninety nine. Uh, Alien Fire uh, Fire Team Elite PS four PS five twenty seven ninety nine. Um, yeah, there's a ton of games on there, as well as the Walking Dead series. Uh, yeah, there's there's loads. Now moving on to the Switch. Uh, yeah, they've got their usual sales going on. I did pick up. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. I love that. And that was £16.74, as well as Capcom Arcade. I love that as well. That was on sale too, uh, with a huge reduction. I think I paid about £22 for that. Alien Isolation, £14.99. And look at that, Outlast Bundle of Terror, which is only £3.99. I mean, that's the giveaway. Blasphemous, £6.79. Yeah, they've got a ton of games. So uh, once again, just go through the store, see what you like. But there's so many games out there, you know. Thank you and, very much, dude. You know. Oh wait, last one. If you like horror, uh, Hello is only one pound seventy nine. Layers of Fear Legacy three pound fifty nine. I mean, that's a bargain. Blimey. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, don't forget, there's going to be a. Uh, we do have some more articles on the website right now. The detailing uh, Steam sales from teams like Devolver, Assemble. There's loads of them on there. Go check out the store. Go check out the website. All you have to do is search Steam sale or sale. They'll come up. Uh, PAX South, though, uh, the very popular uh, live event that usually hosts in South America, or not South America, but Southern Northern America, uh, San Antonio. Uh, it's been shuttered due to lack of growth and COVID-19. Uh, PAX South has been cancelled for the foreseeable future. Uh, Repop has announced that we're shutting down PAX South. Uh, they said the other events have flourished, some of them drawing hundreds of thousands. PAX South hasn't expanded to some extent. It's remained the same show it was when it opened in 2015. Uh, faced with that reality, compounded by the impact of COVID, uh, they've made the difficult decision to bring PAX South to an end. Uh, so there is going to be no more PAX South. Unfortunately, if you live in uh, the southern states in North America, uh, you now don't have a PAX event. Uh, it may return next year. Uh, if it does, then good. If not, you're going to be very disappointed. Uh, the wording in the statement suggests it could return sometime down the line, uh, as long as more favourable conditions are met. A related news, PAX West return this year. Uh, there will be another PAX West coming soon. Uh, currently next year, they're going to be really doing another PAX West. Uh, New World, though. Uh, this is a story I really wanted to talk about this week. Uh, it's reportedly has a vulnerability where you can use the text box to crush other people's computers. Wow. Which is insane. Uh, over Hovering over text, just by hovering over the text in a chat, crush the game for the other player. Wow. Uh, the Amazon's first MMORPG had a very successful launch. It did go up to around a million users at a point. It's now down to about two-thirds of what it was. Uh, honeymoon period has well come to an end. Players are discovering some ridiculous bugs, one of which you can eject players from the game using HTML uh, code directly into the game's general chat. Uh, if you put HTML code into the chat, it crushes the game for other players. Uh, it's also uh, a point by YouTuber 
currently a hot topic on the subreddit is apparently a bug with the text chat. There is players can communicate with one another because there is no obviously internal voice chat. Uh, New World's text chat has it so that it can accept HTML code outright. Doing so will crash the game for everyone. Uh, now this has led to some pretty funny instances. Uh, they've been linking HTML to oversized images in the global chat, making so anyone in the instance will see some random picture of sausages while playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they apparently also added an entire uh, picture of Greg's logo. Uh, for the trolls at depth to HTML, they can also inject images coded to pick, kick players out of the game if they hover over the picture. Uh, players reports this is not the first time this has obviously happened. World of Warcraft had a similar bug. It also seems easily programmed, easily fixable via programming. Uh, the one that should have been not been there in the first place, and Amazon needs to fix it now. Uh, New World was obviously released in September, but popularity has been dropping off because of stagnation and lack of content, and also the in-game economy suffering severe uh, online deflation. Uh, meaning the money isn't worth is too difficult to find. So people are resulting to bartering instead. Your thoughts, dude? Well, that's not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. No. I mean, for a, for a company like Amazon who has so much money, this, this game is rubbish. Um, I'm I'm glad we didn't get something like this because we would have pretty much found this anyway. Um, we do tend to when we review games, we look for bugs and glitches. Uh, I do anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely do. Uh, I've noticed in a few in the, the game I'm currently playing, uh, which is Far Cry 6. I'm not going to go into it. It'll be a full review up this week. Apologies if we've been slightly delayed. Uh, I'm run off my feet at the moment. I need another, another someone to help me out. Um, but, I mean, for a company like Amazon to release a game like this, where there are so many bugs and they're, like the economy's broken, I mean, is this like is this just laughable or is this something they can pull back from? Bit, bit stupid. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, I mean they do you think yeah. it's killed this game doing this, or do you think it's just well, something people laugh about? Uh there'll be a lot of angry gamers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It it depends. I mean, people who haven't bought it, they're gonna laugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm laughing. I haven't got it. <laughs> yeah. But people who bought it are gonna be really upset. Yeah. I mean, you, you can have a two thousand pound gaming PC and you still wouldn't be able to run it. Yeah. It's actually the pressure of 2000 PC from HTML code. That's ridiculous. Uh, But speaking of games that are down, uh, Roblox this past Friday uh, suffered an outage on servers. Fans started blaming Chipotle for some reason. Uh, The Roblox Stutter Twitter account said that as of last night, 3 million players were impacted by the outage. Uh, they addressed the outage this morning saying they are working hard to get things back on track. Fans are waiting to get back online. Some poking fun at the Chipotle promotion saying it's to blame for the outage uh, because the promotion is called Chipotle Burrito Maze. Uh, it's official crossover, obviously, with the food chain where yep. players in the game can dress up in a Chipotle-inspired costume and visit a right. cashier for a free burrito. They can be redeemed at a Chipotle restaurant in real life. <laughs> Apparently, this is the reason why Roblox keeps crashing is because this promotion is still running. Uh, the Chipotle Burrito event is only available till now. Uh, so hopefully servers are back online and people can obviously go grab your free burritos. Uh, for more what's happening on Roblox, so make sure you check out Games Inquirer. We do do Roblox stories. We'll try and cover this if we hear any more. Uh, Ubisoft 
uh, one of the big publishers. Obviously, uh, they have announced they are looking to bring out a new Assassin's Creed. There's something in the works. Uh, we'll let, let's know down in the comments what area, what timeline you'd like to have that new Assassin's Creed game in. Uh, but they have stated they're creating their own blockchain games to have more play-to-earn features into their games, which to me sounds horrible. Yeah, That sounds like a really bad decision. Uh, they conclude this Q2 earnings call uh, with a relatively strange event uh, with financial shut numbers were overshadowed by the company being on the defensive due to delays, uh, workplace allegations, and still involving bullying. This has been going on for years, and questions about free-to-play. One amendment, though, was seen to be both Ubisoft and investors happy was the discussion of blockchain. Uh, Ubisoft future blockchain ambitions were mentioned in its earnings call. Uh, in a recent press release, Ubisoft is funding blockchain gaming company Animoca Games, uh, which advertises right. itself on its website as the global leader in branded blockchain gaming. Wow. Uh, they have stated they look to enable players to own digital assets and collect NFTs in-game items, uh, which is a game called The Sandbox. Uh, that is a game that's out right now if you haven't already played it. But NFTs can run into the thousands, so I'm hoping they're not asking people to, to put real money into this. Uh, in addition to its funding of Animoca, uh, they are a founding member of the Blockchain Game Alliance, uh, they have been exploring the technology generally since its early development, uh, specifically called Blockchain a Revolution that came from the CFO. They seems like everybody is getting into blockchain these days, but what does it mean for Ubisoft games? Uh, they said they want to invest in blockchain, invest in NFTs, and bring it to their games in the future. We obviously know there's a new Assassin's Creed. Uh, Far Cry's just come out. They haven't got any news. Tom Clancy is still doing its thing. Uh, no news of Watch Dogs, but... As far as that goes, I mean, do you think the game developers should be getting into blockchain NFT games? Especially no. someone like, I mean, it's blockchain is stuff like Bitcoin. NFTs yeah. cost a lot of money. They retail for a lot at auction. And there's a couple of thousand. I mean, Yeah, I think they're, they're trying to find any way to uh, exploit the gamer. Yeah, I mean, Again, energy to block, like, blockchain have been uh, criticised in recent years, most notably due to the immense negative environmental impact, uh, but also obviously due to the scam inherent with NFTs as a business as a whole, because you can sell an NFT with absolutely nothing on it. People can't test it until they actually have a scanner. They can see what's on it, but people could sell you know NFTs for thousands upon thousands and they're completely blank. Uh, the yeah. Verge had a great explainer. Game industry business also published. We'll link those down below. Uh, Duguet, the CFO, uh, tend to stave off criticism uh, by noticing the by noting the importance of learning the impact of environments. Uh, Ubisoft was in the early stages of exploration. It's entirely feasible, though. There can be a rough idea what Ubisoft might want to do with blockchain, uh, especially with the new Assassin's Creed that's right. rumored to be releasing in the next year or year or two time um what was there is there a time period you'd be looking to have a new another assassin's creed in i mean we've had so many now it's got i'm I'll just so bored them. man i'm yeah. so bored you say assassin's I mean, creed uh, assassin's creed i say oh no not again yeah i mean valhalla probably one game that i you know i'm halfway through it i've done about 35 40 hours i'm still not finished the game's too long um and there's too much to find. And it's like, I mean, it's about 55 hours just for the main story. Is it the same as the old ones? The same kind of gameplay? It, it is kind of. I mean, you have a ship, you have Vikings, you go on raids and stuff. But besides that, the general parkour climbing techniques and things are all the same. Fighting is also still very limited. Like, you don't have a huge amount of moves. They are releasing constant DLC for it. Um, 
it's it can be very difficult. There are characters and things and Pete and you know you have to find specifically find clues of members of the Templars. You're not just given a a, a map and told to go here and kill this person. You have to actually go out. You're given I think about two or three in the beginning, and you have to kill them, and they give you clues for the next ones. But you only get one or two clues. You have to go to the location, look around, find documents, find pictures, find whatever. Listen to people yeah. talk, and then you can piece together information, and then it'll tell you who you have to kill. It's a nice um, move from the previous game, from all yeah. previous games, actually. But at the same time, Assassin's Creed Valhalla still feels slightly too similar to the games in the past. Yeah, uh, And it's also the fact that a lot of it feels exactly the same, like combat and movement and stuff. I mean, I do not want to see another Assassin's Creed come out because I'm suspecting it's going to be the Roman Empire because it's one timeline they haven't done yet. I mean, I know the Roman Empire is like 2,000 years of history. Do you know what? I wouldn't mind if they did these games, but dump the Assassin's Creed name, man. Yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed now is... I mean, mean, you could even do modern day. Just jump to modern day. Why are we still doing timelines like this? No, I don't mind timelines, but just give it a different name Mm. and change the game. So, yeah, I mean, it needs it needs to be something different. I mean, we know Assassin's Creed was going to be the franchise. You could say it's in the Frank Assassin's Creed series. Don't yeah. you don't need to call it Assassin's Creed? Blah blah blah. Doesn't need to be called that. I mean, we've seen these games over and over and over again. Yeah. Ubisoft needs to come up with something new for this series. They, they need to do something different because at the moment I am so like Valhalla. I I don't even touch that now. I've done about thirty five hours. I'm halfway through the story. I'm about level 130, 140. I could keep going and keep building my levels to get to the higher ones and go beat some more, but I just can't be bothered. There's too much to do. It's too it's too long. Uh, if they bring out another game where they include in blockchain and NFTs and stuff, or we've seen this with Assassin's Creed in the past, where they monetized, I think it was Origins, yeah. uh, they monetized the game to where you had to buy something in order to progress they got huge amount of backlash for that. People were not happy with that decision. Yeah. But if they yeah. go the same way with NFTs and you have to buy an NFT, I guarantee you there will be mass outrage and Ubisoft will be <laughs> hauled in front of, of courts. I guarantee you for doing that because that is, you're trying to charge thousands of pounds for somebody. I mean, I don't know how exactly they're going to manage this. Why, why are they getting into blockchain for? The games don't require it. I don't know. They just, they just, uh, they want any excuse to do what they do. Yeah, right? I mean, they're probably trying to say, oh, you can get this exclusive, you know, outfit yeah. for your character, but you have to pay five grand. I yeah. mean, that that would be disgusting, and I guarantee you they'd be up there with Activision, the, the, the SEC at the door. and the hey, they, um, at the they door. already are with me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not happy with the way you... If, the, if Ubisoft is going this way of... Putting games in where you have to have like in-game currency, but you have yeah. to use Bitcoin to buy that in-game currency or anything like in that manner, they're yeah. done. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not buying another Ubisoft game. No. But we'll we'll see where they go. I'm not going to hold them to account too quickly, but I'm I'm I'll keep my eye on them. Uh, last bit of news though before we go into a break, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, one of the worst games of last year. Uh, they have announced that all DLC that was supposed to be coming out this year to fix the game, now being delayed till next year. Uh, CD Projekt Red has revealed that any further updates 
uh, including new free DLC and next-gen updates, will be not be coming until next year. Uh, there'll be no more Cyberpunk updates for the remainder of 2021. Uh, they did release an updated roadmap. We will link that down below. Uh, previously announced next-gen update delay for Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 ends 2021 with patch 1.31, which was released this past September. Uh, there are examples of some physical bugs in this game, uh, which includes <laughs> the player characters remaining completely flat. Uh, the front of the character, the basically the back of the outfit will zoom around and cover the front as well, so you can't even see them. Uh, it is really, really bad. Cyberpunk is still completely and utterly broken. Uh, the next gen I'll go on to update, though, is planned for the second half of 2022, so you're probably looking at August, September. Uh, they have faced numerous hurdles, obviously. Was removed from the PlayStation Store because of issues like this. Uh, I'm hoping CD Projekt Red comes back on track because they do need to do something. I mean, they still have GOG uh, as far as to fall back on when they aren't making games. I'm hoping they do something further down the line. I think I think they always aim too high. That's yeah, their problem. I mean, they, 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 they consider themselves a big publisher. Yeah. When in reality, they have maybe one or two franchises. The Witcher was all they had for a long time yep. until they bought at Gwent, which is obviously a spin off of Witcher. Hey, I tried that on my um, Switch OLED, you know? Yeah, what did you think of it? Wow. Like, when? They, do you know, like, I tried because the OLED's got. First, I thought they patched it. I thought, how come it's so silky smooth? But yeah. the OLED has got a high refresh rate, high response rate, yeah? So mm-hmm. it looks like a higher frame rate when it's not, yeah. But wow, the water affects everything. I mean, considering this on the handheld, you would never play that on your TV, though. But when you're playing the handheld, wow, you know, that game was made for handheld. So obviously, if you want to I mean, play on the TV, Gwen you can get on Xbox. Yeah, I mean, Gwen is one of the best hard games you can get on console. Oh, not that. I was about The Witcher. Oh, Witcher, yeah, Witcher yeah. 3, personally, to me, is one of the best RPGs ever made. Yeah, but I'm saying on the OLED, it was amazing, the Switch OLED. Mm. In the yeah. handheld. Yeah. It it was, it just seemed like a different different game to what it was when I bought it. But then again, you do have to do the settings. There's plenty of uh, guidance on YouTube, you know, so you've got to get the right settings. But it was quite a smooth experience. On a new handheld on the Switch OLED. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm really. I mean, I I know they've bought out Witcher. They bought out Gwen. Gwen's a spin-off. Anyway, we will go back to this. Gwen's a spin-off of Witcher Three. Yeah. But then they bought out Cyberpunk, and that game completely flopped. And that's no. The, you just got to wait. Stopping. You just got to wait six years. Yeah, I'm not waiting six years. Why not, man? You know what I laugh at? I laugh at people <laughs> buy stuff like that on day one. They're so dumb. <laughs> it's like don't, like, don't buy games like that when it, when it's overly promised, overly priced. Why Wait would you see what we use first? Why? why would you do that on day one? Why? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, press will usually have a review up and they'll tell you if that game's all right. There's a reason that. When we would, when Cyberpunk, we launched just before Cyberpunk came out, and yeah. we asked for a review copy. They refused us last gen, even though it was on now us last gen. They offered now us next gen for when the console was dropping, but they wouldn't give us last gen. Well, now that's bad. Well, nowadays, we know, I mean, now we know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but nowadays, yeah, um, unless it's Nintendo, because there's no graphics power in their games whatsoever. Yeah, yeah they, they depend on art style. 
Um, so they can do their turnaround pretty quick. But next gen, like when it comes to PS5 uh, <laughs> and uh, Series X, yeah, yeah. Uh, buying a game on launch, yeah, nowadays is like buying it on PC, yeah. You're basically a beta tester. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's have... games, I mean, some press don't even play games. Like, we're not always given codes. They don't hand out codes for every single game. A lot, most games they do, not all of them. And reviews will usually be up in embargo, like, the day of, in the afternoon, or the next day after the game's already come out. So if you buy the game first thing and you get it early, you're not going to know what that game's like. And even, even, you could be buying a broken game that you can't play. Even Ghost of Tsushima, yeah? They're doing a director's cut now. I'm so glad I skipped it, yeah? yeah. And I'm I'm skipping um, Last of Us Part 2 because mm-hmm. they'll do a, a, a director's cut of both the games. Again, yeah. because they love to milk it, yeah? yeah. So, um, and then uh, what was the other one? Days Gone, yeah? I bought that on launch. Man, that was buggy as hell, yeah? A year <laughs> later... They patched it, yeah? So really, for certain games, you've got to wait about six... No, really, okay, let's be honest. I was going to say six months. But really, truthfully, honestly, if you want the best version of a game, you've got to wait a year or more. That's the world we live in today, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunate, but it is true. Uh, Games usually, when they first come out, they need about a dozen patches. I usually wait. If I'm buying a game for me, not if I'm getting a game for free from a publisher or a developer, because I do... Yeah, sue me. I know I get hatred for that, but I'm sorry. It's the nature of the job that I do. <laughs> I, I get this all the time. You don't deserve a free game. Blah blah blah. We get this all the time. It's nonsense. We're uh, we're game reviewers. This is what we do for a living. We're essentially unpaid QA testers. Yeah. Um, and we get free games because we can't review a game if we have to pay for it. We're not millionaires. I mean, I buy. I do buy my own. Like yeah. I'll buy not all the time. I'll send you quite a lot, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but I buy um Nintendo first party titles on day one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I buy all of those, like Metroid Dread. But yeah. when I bought it, it felt like a finished game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it felt like a proper game. Yeah. And then um I hate this rubbish about launching a game and they've got to do a day one patch. And yeah. then patch it, patch it, patch it. I want the game physical to be able to play it physical, which yeah. negates the purpose of owning physical now, you know, uh, because uh, you don't get the full game on the, on the media. Do you understand? Do you, do you think uh, that might be because of the fact that even, I mean, we've seen with the Series X that yeah. the Series S is still, you can still get a copy. You can get a copy anywhere. I went into game the other day and they've got a whole shelf full. Of what? But they haven't got any Series X, they've got no PS5. Do you think it might be because digitally people don't want digital consoles? People no, don't want no, 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 no. People just want more power. Mm. That would be the argument with that. But they do want digital. I mean, look at the PlayStation Digital, that's sold out everywhere. Yeah, yeah but Series S doesn't. Series yeah, S can get hundreds of them. So. Yeah, because you've got the PS4, uh, PS5 digital and physical are identical, except for the blu-ray drive yeah and yeah. then the um series s is an underpowered uh series x you know series x is full power yeah, yeah. series series s is only um 1440p right it's not yeah. 4k yeah so you want 4k 120 you need to go and get the series x 
Yeah. yeah. I managed to get one, though, thanks to my wife who bought me one for Christmas. Oh, nice. I've stopped. I've stopped buying physical games on PlayStation and Xbox. I stopped. Yeah. I, st- because... I still buy physical on... I mean, I buy digital on Switch, but I always, always buy physical on Xbox, especially if collectors of deluxe editions. I'll go out and get the Yeah, but you don't box. have the game on there. On the, the Xbox, stupid, I do. Yeah, the so... other stupid thing is now... No, with the new consoles, it mm. copies the game off the disc onto the console, right? Yeah. It doesn't play it off the disc. It copies it from one to the other. Yeah, you need to put the disc in to actually load it. And though. then it patches it, mm. yeah. Um, so what's the point? So basically, I just wait for the sales, yeah, and I buy it digital. I'm happy, yeah? And yeah. then when it comes to Nintendo, that's the only thing worth collecting on cartridge. But then again... Not all their games, because if they're heavily patched, then you don't have the full game on the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. still collect it for nostalgia, but if they shut those servers down, I'm screwed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we'll speak about more Nintendo in just a little bit. We're gonna jump into a break. This is some music. Thank you everybody for joining us on Talking Games Podcast, episode 36. See you same. <laughs> It's astounding, time is fleeting, madness takes its toll, but listen closely, not for very much longer, I've got to keep control. Just a jump to the left. And then a step to the right. With your hands on your hip. You're You can't see me, no, not at all, in another dimension, with voyeuristic intention, well secluded, I see all, with a bit of a mind flip, you're into the time slip, and nothing can ever be the same, you're spaced out on sensation, like you're under
to the left. Welcome back, episode 36, your host of Major. I'm joined here once again by Shinobi. Uh, no Bam Bam or Callum this week. Uh, Callum is working on a new uh, YouTube series for us. Uh, first video should be up now. Bam Bam is unfortunately working. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for Shinobi joining us again. Uh, you're a lifesaver, bud. I did not want to do this episode on my own. Uh, and Chloe's still away, unfortunately. She's uh, taken two weeks' holiday. So, uh, Does she ever do podcasts? She's done one. Uh, we started getting her in to do more. She said she will be back uh, next week, hopefully next Sunday, to do another podcast. Uh, but oh, she's cool. gone away for two weeks, so she's not at home. She doesn't have her, her equipment. So, um, But other than that, I mean, we, we do need some more hosts. We do we'll have a job page up soon because we do need more reviewers and another podcast host to come join us. Uh, it doesn't have to be full-time, part-time, helpful, great. Um, but... If you are interested, send us an email, gamesinquire at gmail.com. Uh, one of the team will be get back to you very, very shortly. Um, speaking of news, Activision Blizzard. We talk about these guys way too much. Uh, Activision Blizzard, or Blizzard now, uh, I got an email earlier today. Blizzard is apparently uh, no longer going to be running Battle.net. It is now going over to Activision, uh, who will be running it. You ain't going to lose any game data. Uh, but Activision will be essentially taking Battle.net away from Blizzard, which is weird. Uh, they have ended arbitration. Uh, Bobby Kotich, a CEO, uh, is drastically reducing his compensation and wage from $150 million to $62,000, which is insane. Uh, they have forced arbitration. A CEO has taken a massive pay cut. Uh, Bobby Kotich sent a letter updating employees on the further steps he and the company will take to change its image, uh, following, obviously... The rampant uh, accusations and statements and uh, lawsuits following sexual harassment and sexual assault and rape and, uh, you know, bullying and a whole load of other stuff. Uh, discrimination, particularly against women. Uh, most notably, Kotich also said that Activision will employ a zero tolerance harassment policy. Uh, they said they waive arbitration in sexual harassment and discrimination claims. Uh, so that means HR will no longer, you employees there will no longer have to go to HR to make a complaint. They can now go talk to authorities, apparently. Uh, they've also said the billion dollar net worth the CEO gets uh, is being cut to 62,500, which is going to be one of the lowest in the gaming industry for a CEO the size of Activision, which is good news. I'm, I'm not holding out too much hope that Coach is going to do the right thing. We will see. Uh, the total board of percentage, he said he feels certain diversity, equity and inclusion goals are being met uh, early this year. Uh, he said he will not be turning any more until those things are met. Uh, this year, the shareholders approved a $155 million pay package for him. Uh, the letter outlined other goals, including investment of $250 million uh, for 10 years in programs to support diversity in the game and tech industries. Uh, Activision is also committed to expanding the number of women and non-binary people it employs by 50%. Uh, 
Uh, given what's happened in the last few weeks, I doubt very much that's going to happen. I don't think. I think people want to leave Activision, but they're struggling to get a job elsewhere that pays them as much. I think. But anyway, uh, start starting in July, uh, Activision was hit by obviously several lawsuits. Uh, there was a um, ethics violation apparently from the uh, Department of Fair Employment Housing because they unknowingly supposedly uh, employed two EOH or EEOC uh, lawyers who sued Activision in the first place. Then they went in to work for the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California and sued Activision again. And they were leading the case in that. So there was an ethics violation. Now, uh, employees also have staged a walkout. Uh, they formed an advocacy called a Better ABK, uh, which is a Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance. Uh, demands remains continue to remain uh, mandatory arbitration to all employee contracts. Uh, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees. Uh, they said the publication of data on relative compensation. They want people to know what they actually get paid and empower a company-wide diversity, equity and inclusion task force. Uh, ABK has said at the end, of, they have said they celebrated. They're not uh, holding out too much hope that this news uh, is going to change too much. Uh, they said they do have a long way to go. It's a huge win. Uh, false arbitrations have been removed for cases. Uh, company announced we raised the number of women and non-binary employees by 50%. I don't see that happening. To be honest, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I mean, they could realistically, but would women want to work there considering what's happened? Uh, they've also announced that today was a huge win. They remain vigilant. They continue to push for other industry practices that need to change. They will stand firm to demand this investigation be done in an unbiased third party, which Wilma Howe is not. Uh, your thoughts, Shinobi? I think it's... Uh, they're a disgusting company. Yeah. I mean, we know they tried to pay $18 million not just still... Not just to their employees, but to the gamers, yeah? Yeah, they're they're disgusting in general, but then we yeah, know that EEOC. Yeah, everything savage. Yeah, everything... I mean, we know they're paying eighteen million dollars to uh, settle the case with the EEOC. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know why people still support them because you're supporting Call of Duty. Ra- well, yeah, but you're supporting rapists and and. Uh, let's, let's let's be clear though. It isn't women everybody abuses. there isn't all rapists. There's. There was incidences of, I believe, one yeah, or two Yeah, but men. to have that in the company that you work in, to have a, I mean, to go to a job and get raped is unheard of. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. To go to a job, you're going to your job to get raped. What? What is that? Yeah. And the thing is, uh, and they obviously knew about it, but why does it have to get legal? Why does it have to go this far for things to get done? Yeah, yeah. And, should have been dealt why, with a long time ago. And why would gamers, time. why would gamers support them? Yeah, uh, knowing this. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you the reason why. Right, World of Warcraft not so much anymore. Yeah. I mean, Activision Blizzard has a lot of IPs. They have a lot of games. The only game at the moment that's being profitable is Call of Duty, because of the fact he has such a huge fan base. Yeah. And a lot of people that play active, uh, that play Call of Duty games aren't people that are paying attention to this sort of stuff. Right. So they're still buying games. And that's why they bought at Warzone, because it's free. So people can play that game for free. 
a lot of people don't associate also Activision with Call of Duty. They associate Call of Duty with Call of Duty because Activision has done a very good job of distancing the Activision brand from the Call of Duty brand. Right. Which I think this, that that connection needs to be re-established and people need to be addressing that because there's obviously a number of issues within the Call of Duty teams where there was issues of sexual harassment and abuse and yeah. discrimination. That isn't new. It's company-wide spread through every team. I mean, why, 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 I mean, why, why support that? I mean, I don't, I don't, nobody does. That's the issue. But I think there's a, there's they a disconnect. They do, and they pay them. You should stop buying yeah, because, from Bishop Yeah, because there's, like a, there's a disconnect between Activision as the company that's doing these things. Yeah, but the there, isn't a, like there isn't a disconnect in the press, is there? No, but the people that are playing Call of Duty don't necessarily read those articles. Hey, man, people And read. they have millions of customers that... Call of Duty is most popular in countries where there isn't free press. Right. Which is not surprising. You have companies in Eastern Europe. You have companies in like, you have companies in like Africa that, countries in Africa that don't have, you know, access to free press, video game press. Where there are still, they're able to access like Call of Duty Mobile. Funding Activision going forward, they're still able to function on that. Uh, but they're not obviously paying out, you know, they're not buying full games. They don't have free console, which is why mobile version is so popular. But they're still funding Activision Blizzard. Right. And that's, they're, they're counting that for their full player base, which is why. Uh, I think there needs to be more of a connect. There needs to be more of a, a connection made between the game and the people. Uh, because I don't think that is done with Call of Duty in particular. A lot of other games like World of Warcraft, they've been called out for it and people have stopped playing that game outright. They've lost a huge amount of their player base on that. But Call of Duty is a little bit different. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to more lighter news. Uh, Marvel Comics is going to introduce a new Iron Fist next year. Uh, that's called to IGN. Uh, Marvel Comics, apparently, it won't be starring Danny Rand. Uh, so it's going to be a brand new hero uh, to take out the mantle the powers of the Iron Fist. Thankfully, Danny Rand will be gone because I can't stand that actor. Uh, the new volume of Iron Fist is a five-issue limited series. Uh, it could well be that they're going to get a new TV show, show based on that as well. Uh, it has been reimagined this time, though, as an Asian actor. It will no longer be a white guy, thank God. Uh, we do know the new series is building on the fallout. The recent Iron Fist Heart the Dragon series, uh, that is going to be linked down below. Go read that article. It's very long. We haven't got time to go all of that. But uh, Nintendo, though, uh, it has confirmed it's closing uh, their offices in North America in California and Toronto. Uh, apparently, they're shutting the offices leading to over 100 employees will be let, will let go. Uh, they'll be leaving Nintendo, apparently. The decision coincides with report resignation of Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Nick Chavez, will be going to work at KFC. Uh, well, wow, it's finger licking good, isn't it? <laughs> Don't go licking. Have you tried licking the switch cartridge? <laughs> uh, he obviously licked, he licked, he licked the switch cartridge too much, and you say, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> different flavour, mate. Let, let, let me go lick some seven herbs and spices. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's by the Kotaku. Uh, Nintendo of America family offices will be closing uh, because Nick Chavez is stepping down. Uh, the headquarters are stepping down. They're closing the whole thing. Yeah, because they haven't got anyone to lead it. It's reportedly going to affect more than a dozen people uh, because the resignation of Nick Chavez is leaving. They haven't got anyone to run the company, and therefore they're, they're shutting the offices down, which is stupid. But 
at the same time, it's understandable. They haven't got a management system there to run the studio, so they have to close it up, unfortunately. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, Redmond, Washington, or Redmond, Wyoming, I don't know what WA stands for in American states, uh, but Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, both of those headquarters are still remaining. They are moving more of their employees and operations into these headquarters. Yeah. So w- take the Sorry, WA is Washington, yeah. Yeah, Washington. They're taking basically the staff from the going, leaving from those studios and moving them to their head offices in Redmond and Vancouver. Uh, they are moving all their operations into those headquarters as well. Uh, they will be closing the satellite offices in Toronto, Ontario and Redwood City, California. Uh, it continues that David Pritchard, who's the EVP of Business Affairs and Publisher Relations, uh, will assume interim leadership of sales and marketing and comms uh, following Nick Chavez's departure. Uh, Miss Pritchard will oversee strategy and execution across the US and Canada. Uh, the Redwood City and Toronto locations were satellite offices that primarily housed Nintendo sales and marketing teams. They've now been moved to the head office. Uh, unlike many other companies, Nintendo has been able to adapt to work from home. Uh, they are one of the few companies actually able to do that during the pandemic. It appears that is an attempt to consolidate physical offices as the pandemic wears on. They now see that there's no reason to keep the studios open and running, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate for some people who are going to let, let go, but there you go. Uh, speaking of Halloween, uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake is considered a hit. It has sold 3.9 million copies. Yeah, man, number two and three are amazing. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like Resident Evil 7 and 8. I will say that. But the remakes are very, very good. Uh, they have, obviously, Capcom have said that RE3 Remake is probably one of their bigger games. They have sold over nearly 4 million copies for a Resident Evil game. I don't How know- many? How many? 4 million, 3.9 million copies they sold. Wow. Which is a lot. That is a lot of copies for a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Uh, it's hit an annual report published earlier today. It has a number of owners to back it up. Uh, the 1999 Resident Evil 3 sold it only achieved 3.5 million. Uh, but this game has now sold 3.9 million, which is far, far yeah. better than the original. Uh, notably, Capcom's quarterly report for July through September also dropped the Monster Hunter 2 Wings of Ruin, uh, which only sold 1 million copies in its first month. That isn't very much of a success. Uh, they also... Uh, Sorry, what what sold, Hammer? Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin they only sold 1 million copies. Yeah, but that's an amazing game. You know that? I've been playing it. Wow. Yeah, it's only but the, prob- the problem is, here's the problem. It's the psychology, right? Mm. So what they should have done is remastered number one, yeah, yeah, put that on there, or just taking the two out and giving it a new name. Yeah, the fact that it's got number two in there, okay, I haven't played number one, I'm not going to bother with number two. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah, but the other stupid thing is the game serves as a tutorial to Monster Hunter Rise, where when you go in it, you don't have a clue about anything, but you play the stories game, then you understand Rise. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Yeah. So what they should have done is released the stories game first, dumped the number because it is a different name. So giving it a different, just just taking the two out. Yeah. Launch that. And then they should have done Monster Hunter Rise after. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they're so stupid. They launched Monster Hunter Rise first. Was it stories after? Yes, it was. So dumb. Why would you do that? 
I mean, are they thick or what? Yeah. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, our games that we're making are yeah. releasing a specific schedule yeah. because we know that each game is going to coincide with the next one. Dude, we know, like a lot of our game, the games that we are making. Yes, we do have a studio. We are making the game right now, but the first three games are all lined up to match each other in terms of story because it's not all one, two, and three. It's three different games, three different IPs, three different stories that all coincide after another. We're telling a story continuously. But the way a number of companies like Capcom do it is they'll release a story that starts from before and then they'll have one that starts in the middle of the previous game and then there's another one that comes at the end. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm telling you now, yeah? I love that game, Monster. I give that a 9 out of 10, yeah? Mm. I love Monster Hunter stories too, yeah? I love it. I've got the first game, but I didn't play it, yeah? You don't need to play the first game to enjoy the second game. Yeah. yeah. Which is why they should have dumped the number. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. It's such a good game. It's so addictive. Yeah. And it's so well made. They're so stupid the way they've dealt with it. It's just utter stupidity. Yeah. The timing was just off. Yeah. It's like releasing Resident Evil Remake uh, number two before they release Resident Evil 1 Remake. Oh, wait a minute. They did. (laughs) (laughs) They did. But obviously, it's not no Resident Evil, is it? No, it's not. It's not a Street Fighter, is it? No. So why would you do that? Why? And then complain you've only sold a million. I mean, the stuff irritates me a lot. But um, we're jumping to the final bit of news. Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, we have now got a copy. I am reviewing it right now. I've still got to do Far Cry and Probe. I will get those games done this week so I can do Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh, but we do have a bit of a wiki here. Uh, we're going to tell you how to get some of the locked un- or unlocked uh, or to unlock some of the outfits, uh, including the Gamora outfit, Black Vortex, the Impaler Group outfit, the Stinger one for Rocket, and the Thanos Imperative Drax outfit. If you pre-order the digital deluxe Star Lord outfits, will be unlocked automatically. They include the Sun and City Lord outfit. Uh, you'll also be awarded Sleek, Space, and Social Lord, which is weird names for outfits. Uh, the first two outfits are in Chapter One: one for Rocket, one for Group. Both are part of the 2014 set, uh, which you'll be able to find as you move around on the ship in the quarantine zone. Uh, after you slide down to meet Rocket and Group, turn right and walk towards the dead end. The rocket warns you about. There's an opening on the left. You can jump down to get the chest. Uh, the GOTG Grouped 2014 outfit. Uh, you'll count with a mind stone. Uh, immediately turn right. There is a red light in the corner. To the right, there is a spot to go underneath. You'll find the chest on the left-hand side. Uh, there is one Star-Lord outfit to find in Chapter 2. Uh, that is Nova Lord. Uh, we do encourage Nikki or take control. There's a hole on the left to crawl under. Uh, there you'll find the chest. There are several looks like this in the area. Uh, you need to look around for them. Uh, there are two outfits, Chapter 3, one for Gamora and one for Groot. Uh, the Gamora outfit is part of the 2014 set, and the Groot outfit is part of the Five Horsemen of the Apocalypse set. Uh, you'll be able to find them while, while the team is crossing in the jungle uh, towards Lady Hellbender's Fortress, which is where I'm up to right now. Uh, team stops and waits for Pre to proceed. Where Rocket's standing, there's an area to his right that leads into a cave. Go into the cave and explore it, and there you will find two Jacko Gels, just cube jellies. Uh, once you defeat them, go to the left of the room, through the small engines, jump up and open the chest to the right. Uh, the five horsemen of the apocalypse outfits, 
There is a large gap uh, after you fight the two slate beats by the cage. Follow the team towards the last gap and have group create a bridge. Once you cross it, look left, follow the narrow side path, freeze the guys out and keep double jumping and get until you get to the top. Make a right and you find the chest on the edge of the cliff. Uh, last one though, uh, two outfits chapter four, one for Drax, one for Rocket. Depending on the choice to offer Rocket or Groot to Lady Hellbringer, the Drax outfit can be found in two different places. They're not always the same. Uh, before leaving the death conveyor room, go to the right past the door, jump across the platforms, the chest be on the right side of the last platform. That is for the group route, uh, for the rocket route. For the group route, you go to Lady Hellbringer's, Hell, Hellbenders, sorry, uh, throne room, go behind her throne to the left hand corner, the chest be passed with the large circular window. Uh, and that is it. If you want a link, we'll leave the original article down below. You can go watch all of that. Can you say uh, that again? I forgot. No. <laughs> we'll link it down below. You can go read all of them all the way through. Uh, I have missed one out there, so I was reading through this wiki trying to find them all uh and i miss one for group which i'm going to go back in a bit and go redo and get that again um but that i swear marvel the guardians of the galaxy best game that square enix has done in a long time uh including marvel adventures if you want square enix to continue producing games like guardians of the galaxy you need to buy this game immediately get to completely out by marvel avengers because that game is a massive pile of crap Get Gardens of the Galaxy because the story is so akin to the movies, it's not even funny. It is great, it is incredibly humorous, it's a really funny movie. The acting's really good, there's characters, the story, everything about this game is brilliant. Go and get it, it's amazing. It's much better than Avengers. If you hated that game, you're a bit dubious. Don't worry, Gardens of the Galaxy has got you covered, that's a guarantee. Uh, but we have got one last game before we jump out of this podcast and go. Enjoy the rest of our Saturday afternoon evenings when we're recording this. Uh, horror game pitch, which is better? Uh, so we, me and Shinobi are going to pitch a horror game to you guys. I want you guys uh, to comment below if you're listening to this podcast that I upload. Or, or go to the website, click on the comments under the podcast, write who you think won. There will also be a poll up on Twitter and Facebook you can vote on. Uh, which is better? Uh, we get to ask each other three questions. Uh, the, uh, those questions, you then get to decide the winner when we announce the winner on next week's episode. Uh, so I'm going to let you go first, Shinobi. So you go first. Game. No, it's your advice. Oh, sorry, it's your idea. You go first. Okay, right. So you can either play as a little boy or a little girl. All right. So you're set in a house and okay. you're about eight years old and yeah. the electric goes out. And your mummy and daddy go outside to see what's going on and they never come back. And it's right. getting darker and later and later. And now you're home alone. You can't get out the front door. All the windows are locked. There's no sound. Nothing will come on. You're completely alone. Then you start hearing scratching on the door. And you can hear somebody saying, it's mummy, let me in. Uh, but you go to look through the window and there's a creepy old lady's head just staring you in the, through the window. And essentially, it's this really weird family that have now turned up and they're trying to make you their new daughter. Um, they Or they think that you're their daughter and they're all like really disfigured. Do you remember Man of Medan? Dark Pictures Anthology? Oh, yeah. You know, the woman who comes over his face and stares yeah. at him? That's the image I've got of the mum. But if you want, what if you're a little boy? They still want you to be their daughter. 
or no, be their son, be their child. They think you're part of the family. Okay. But they want to have you for dinner, essentially. And you're locked in the house and you have to hide from like under beds and in closets and stuff. And it's a massive house. So you, you, it's not just like, it's not a flat. You can't just walk out the door. You have to try and get... But if you, if you come out of the closet, did they accept you for who you are? No, they try and grab you and they're like, they want to eat you, essentially. Oh, but they're all that's... like severely disfigured and they're all like scratching and like the little the little boy the son is or if he's it'll be your brother he's carrying around like a giant baseball bat full with nails and and like you can have like your parents like all where do you get where do you get that from B and Q on a pound shot you wouldn't be able to find nothing in there um, <laughs> but right so you've asked one question you've got two more ask you loads. How many questions did you ask me? About when did you get the bat from B&Q? Uh, no, 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 not that question. I mean, like, story-wise. Okay. Like, features or gameplay or anything. Ask me. Ask okay, me. what question did I ask you? Uh, you asked me... Um, I actually can't remember now. I know you asked me one. I can't remember what it was about now. Ask me, all right, you've got three questions. Go. All right. Um... So it's it's a 3D game, right? Yes, yes, realistic. Okay, with realistic graphics. Okay, and uh, do you have any abilities? Uh, you are able to squeeze into small spaces. Okay. And the end game? The end game is you trying to get out of the house. Uh, and get back to your parents because they're at the end of the driveway where it's sunny and the entire house is like pitch black and the entire grounds around the house are all pitch black okay alright okay that's that's my three yep. three right. questions your go okay there's uh, two boys in the office and um, everything seems normal um, it's 3D, like uh, the Evil Within. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, one 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 guy, you know, he's there working away. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then bam, bam, bam on the door. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. It kind of freaks him out. The lights flicker like poltergeist. Yeah. You're thinking, oh man, I'm not answering that door. Yeah. And then his computer screen starts flickering. His his uh his um MacBook Pro M1 Max starts flickering. With he's got graphics. processing power. <laughs> He's got a life like that for a pro. It's a specific for a horror game. You don't want to run that around at the last minute. That really will scare you, would it? And then, and then, <laughs> the boy, the boy, the guy, the guy on the computer, his name is is um. Brian. He's my tea. <laughs> Cole. Oh, God, sorry, sorry, God. Name is Cole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cole. Yeah. And then on the um on the screen, suddenly, yeah. So, is suddenly, suddenly is, is Chainsaw Callum. Oh my God! Are, are you taking this serious? His name out of the Chainsaw uh, Callum. Yeah. <laughs> and then, 
and and Carl is wearing the Mario catsuit. Oh, so uh, no, no, no. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go back on track here because you're going catsuit, on topic. Carl. Yeah, and change like, You're scaring me. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know who was scared of who. Anyway, so Chainsaw Caleb comes out of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a cat goes, Meow. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> he, he goes, Wah! and runs away. <laughs> He's trying to run away, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, my game was an actual game. You're just ruining this now. And then he just chainsaws the table in half. He thinks, oh, no, I'm not getting... That's like Gears of War, yeah? yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, Catsuit Carl is running around <laughs> trying to get out. And then he goes, ducks and dodges, chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. Then he hides in the toilet. Yeah. Right. And and uh, chainsaw Callum breaks the door down, so he jumps out the toilet window, but his foot flushes the toilet in the process. Yeah. Right. And then chainsaw Callum is chasing him down outside the office, the games inquirer office. Oh yeah. my god, mate, you've lost the plot. What the, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the hell are you talking about? The thing is, <laughs> double jump is not working. And if you get, oh crap, I'll get on that. <coughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so He hides in the plastic wheelie bin upside down. Oh, that's, like, that's, like, right, my turn for three questions now. One, you're right. Wait, wait, wait. Do you need psychological sense. help? <laughs> so should we end this now? It's <laughs> mad. Yeah. <laughs> He's upside down with you around the office. Yeah. That's all his name. Yeah. <laughs> <That's all it's laughs> <laughs> right, we're we're going to end it there. Wait, I'm, I'm lost I've got an electric scooter. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had enough. I've, lo- I've lost soul in this now. Question. Ask me your question. Oh, my God. Uh, are you all right? Do you need help? <laughs> Not three no, times. No, you need help because Chainsaw Callum is chasing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm chasing Carl. Right, we're gonna end it now. No, like, no, you got a free question. Come soon, man. This is a competition. I don't. Wait, I haven't got the. Well, give me another question. About, I wouldn't know where to start. Oh, me, that's question number one. Question. All right, give me a proper question number one. Come on. All right. Uh, what colour is Chainsaw Callum's outfit? What's he wearing? He's wearing pink. <laughs> pink fluffy suit. A bunny suit. <laughs> bunny ears from... <laughs> Boy. Oh, my God. Oh, why is the one to the other guy? Why is the two guys... Oh, the no, Playboy's got girls, so... Is it Playgirl? He's a Playgirl, yeah. He's no, got play, play girls with boys in it, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's going to do. This isn't so much of a horror right, guys, um, personal Second, sec, second question. Uh, and he's got why, goofy teeth. Why, why, why have I got to be in a cat suit? You can, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, 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 so you can get away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Normally, I'm the guy in the office, yes? You pull your claws out, yeah. You got some form of defense, okay, against chainsaw okay, cat. That's you, that's my you weapon. Got, you got, got steel, you got steel claws, yeah, and you cat fight him. Is it my face on this cat? Yeah, and oh, you cat, you cat no, fight I'm, I'm him. No, it's, that's it's, my it's, personal nightmare. It's, it's you in a cat suit, right? 
Yeah, but you can't fight him with well, your Freddy okay. Krueger claws. Yeah, Mate, I, I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. And you do some serious ninja stuff. Okay, right, we've gone uh, off track. Uh, your last question, come on, last question. I've asked it, I've asked four now. You just give right. me okay. last... The last, my last question was, did it have to be my face on the cat? No, that doesn't count. Give okay. me a problem. Uh... What were you drinking or smoking at the time you came up? Root <laughs> 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 beer. <laughs> Give me a proper question. Come on, about the game. I am, mate. It's not. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Okay. I mean, I've got, I th- I'll come up with a question. We'll ask it next time. But you guys can vote. Yeah, you come mate, up with my. Say, I'll, I'll ask it for you. Is it stereoscopic 3D? Only when he hits you. Right. Okay. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right, poll will be up on Twitter and Facebook. Go vote, see if you know whether it was my suggestion that actually sounded like a proper game or whether it's Shinobi's idea where I'm in a cat suit and Callum's got a chainsaw and I'm apparently... No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's Chainsaw Callum, get the name right. Chainsaw Callum and Crazy Cat Suit Carl or something, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, the poll will be down below. Cat anyway. Cat Suit Carl. Why yeah. have I got to be the cat? Right, this is going around. Anyway, thank you everybody for joining well, us. This Mario World Let me finish. It's been episode 36. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. Uh, for me, thank you very much from Shinobi. No probs. No probs. you got to say goodbye. All right, cheerio. Latest, cheerio. man. Totally pip. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys have a great Halloween. Don't forget to check out the website. There will be a couple of videos up on our YouTube right now. Uh, check out the, all the socials. Follow us. Usual places. Games Inquirer. Uh, thank you very much. Have a great Halloween, guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Take care. All right, ladies. Ladies. It's the Talking Games Podcast. <laughs>